Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, the songs that have been sung, the opportunity to participate in the worship of giving. And now as we come to the time to hear your word, we just ask that our hearts and our minds will be clear and that the word will fall upon the good soil of our heart and that we will grow thereby. We thank you and we honor you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. We are on our fifth episode of our series called Outcast, the Friends of Jesus. Today's series, or the, today's episode has two parts to it, and so we're going to do these parts simultaneously, um, and um, I think we'll, think we'll all get something out of it one way or another. But the point today is that it's never too late to seek repentance and it's never a wrong time to share the gospel. It's never too late to seek repentance and it's never the wrong time to share the gospel. We're going to be in Luke, the 23rd chapter, the 39th through the 44th verses. But I just want to remind you before we actually dig into those verses is that in episode number one, we talked about the search is on. Episode number two, we talked about the look of love. Episode number three was the effort of appreciation. Last week, we talked about the source. And today reminds me of a saying that we hear a lot. Just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. How often do we say that? Just a minute. Now some of us actually take 60 seconds and some of our minutes are on a whole nother time. Whole nother, whole nother level. Uh, some folks, when they say they'll be ready in a minute, you might as well go ahead and make you a sandwich. And other folks, when they say, I'll be ready in a minute, you might as well go ahead and go to the car. But uh, you understand what I'm saying, just a minute. So today we're going to be looking at this through the scope of just a minute. Before we go into our verse, though, I want to hit y'all with my definitions. My definitions for today are outcast, is an exile, a pariah, a person cast out or rejected, literally that which is cast out. The next word is plan. A plan is a scheme devised, a project, the form of something to be done existing in the mind, with the several parts adjusted in idea, expressed in words, or committed to writing. The third definition for today, minute. A small portion of time or duration being the 60th part of an hour. And then our final definition for today is interruption. Interruption is a stop, hindrance, obstruction caused by breaking in upon any course, current, progress, or motion. Those are our definitions for today. Now let's jump into our scripture. Our scripture is coming from Luke, the 23rd chapter, 
going with the 39th through the 44th verses. Starting at that uh, 39th verse, and I put the 40th in my notes. But anyway, we'll go on. But the other, uh, verse number 40. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do not fear God, since you do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation. And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds, but this man has, not, has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our hearts. Now this little insert or this little point that we're looking at is part of the crucifixion process that Jesus was going through. He was now going through the final stages. The plan was that he would go forth and that he would sacrifice himself for the sins of the world. And as he's doing the process that has been set up, he runs into a just a minute moment. This just a minute moment becomes when the thieves that were hanging to his right and to his left, one, the first thief, was telling Jesus, well, if you, if you all that in a bag of chips, then you should get yourself down like everybody's been saying and also get us down. But the other thief says, you and I both know we did wrong. And we're being justly accused, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. And then it seems like a revelation came to the second thief. And he says, Jesus, just, just a minute, Jesus, just a minute. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And so we see how this just a minute process works. Sometimes people that are not Jesus followers think they have done too much. We talked about this before. They've done too much wrong. They... Whatever it is, they've they just gone too far to receive the forgiveness. But this passage here shows us that, like the thief on the cross, if you come to the revelation that he can redeem you at any time, that it's never too late, Jesus will take a minute out of his schedule just for you. Jesus will stop and take the time that is necessary to get you into the right position that God has for you. Now, the other part of this, remember I told you this is in two parts, is some of us that are already on the side of Christ, sometimes we get too busy to take a minute. We need to always be available and sensitive to somebody needing a minute 
of our time. Think about this. Jesus in the midst of dying stops dying so that he can tell this man, you're going to be with me in paradise. So if more of a of the Christian folks could get the mindset of it's not an interruption, it's just a minute. Just take a break. Get out of the plan that you have. Get out of being so focused on your plan to have the mindset to hear what is needed around you. There are people that look at this situation and they say to themselves, I'm not sure which thief I would be. Would I be the one that was, that was only looking to Jesus to help me and me be how I am? Or would I be like the other person and realize that I've done wrong, but Jesus can help me to be in a better position if I acknowledge that I've done wrong and tell him to remember me. There are stories of people who have had deathbed confessions. And I found one that I thought was very funny because Somebody's feeling like, man, he's really beating us up today. But I'm not. I'm just saying, we just have to consider where we are. This person writes and says, my grandmother went a little loopy before she went. But she left a voicemail for her best friend in the last days along the lines of, Maggie, it's Deborah. I'm dying, and it's a lot of fun. Call me back. Yeah, I knew I knew y'all were fine. I, I, I know my sense of humor and y'all's might be a little bit different. So we have to really understand the fact that can we take a minute, just a minute, to look and make sure, number one, that we are in the right relationship with God. That we are in the situation whereby he has redeemed us from all that that we initially thought would be too much for him to handle and are we now and that we are now in a position to be like the uh, children's video for today always available to tell someone about the good news because it's never too late for you to do what you want to do or need to do. There was a woman who was 111 years old who was celebrating the fact that she graduated from high school at 111 years old. There's another woman who was celebrating at uh, 93 years old that she got her bachelor's degree. So there's people that are taking advantage of whatever situation comes their way and are using that in order to accomplish things. But how busy are we 
focused are we on accomplishing our plans that we just can't take a minute? We hear all the time of children whose parents will work so hard to provide them with so many things. And in the end, you always hear the children as well as the parents say, I wish I could have spent more time with one or the other. We see today, especially in um, more wealthy situations where there are children who have gotten all these things, but they just wanted the parent to take a minute. So can we have the mindset, can we get so uh, unfocused to the point where we're available to be available. And if you look all throughout the Bibles, Jesus set the example. He, he goes all throughout the Gospels. You see him going to some place and his schedule, the thing he says he's going to do, gets interrupted. And he takes time during that interruption to do what needed to be done. He's sitting by a well, trying to chill, trying to relax while the uh, disciples were going to get some food. And this woman shows up at the well. And he takes that minute to discuss to her about the living water. And she gets so excited that she goes in and evangelizes that whole city just because Jesus took a minute. In Matthew 14, he was, he was chilling. Jesus was trying to relax because he was a little tired. And he, a large crowd comes in. And he takes the time to minister to the large crowd. And now we see him on the cross. And I don't know if any of y'all have ever been crucified, but I think it takes a lot of, takes a lot of uh, focus to go through that level of pain. I know some folks that stub their toe and, and think they're close to dying. So I can imagine how focused that he was trying to be so that he could breathe, so that he could continue to do what was necessary as he was going through this excruciating pain. And even at that time, when the man says, remember me, he tells, you will join me in paradise. How open are we to interruptions in our schedules? How open are we to interruptions in our lives? And a lot of times, what we consider interruptions is really the purpose for why we're doing what we're doing. But some of us have become slaves to our schedule. Some of us can't do anything unless it's in our planner. If it ain't in our planner, we don't know what to do. I, I forgot to write it down, so I, I, free time, I don't, I don't understand free time. I, because we have become so regimented in our minds that we have to accomplish A, B, C, and D. We missed the opportunity to have fun in the interruptions. I am blessed to have some of my grandsons here with us. 
And I, I remember times that they would come into my office while I was working on something, and they don't care what you're working on. I'm telling you, they like, hey, Poppy. And I'm like, hey, baby, what you doing? I'm working. Oh, you know what I did today? <laughs> and the first couple of times I was like, you know what? If my door is closed, they don't care. They'll knock on the door. They don't. They, they come in. We spend time together. And they, they, they're happy. They had their poppy time. They go back. And I've, I've come to the point now that I actually relish that time. When I hear them, because they come so softly in the house. I'm, I'm lying. They don't come softly in the house. When they come in the house... They come with, with, you know, let you know that they're there. And if I'm downstairs in my office, I'm like, somebody going to run down them steps and they're going to speak to my mother and then they're going to come around the corner and if the door's open, they don't stop. They just, if the door's open, they're coming in. If the door's closed, they're going to tap. But as they're tapping, y'all know them folks that tap and knock uh, and twist the knob at the same time? That's how my grandbabies do. But the point is, I could say, hey, I'm busy, I ain't got time for this, I'll talk to you later. But I've taken on the mindset of, I can take this interruption, I have time to finish what, I, what I'm working on, and I can be a blessing to my grandbabies. And so we have to have that same mindset. Do not get so locked into your schedule that you can't take just a minute. And as I said before, some of our minutes, be, some of our minute ends up with an S on it, but that's okay. Because the most important things to me seem to come out of those so-called interruptions. When I get to spend some time with my babies, when I get to spend some time with my wife, when I get to spend some time with family. Now, I have a, I have a calendar, and my calendar has very few white spaces in it. But I always have in mind, if family, someone that I care about, really needs to have, take some of my time, everything's in pencil. And it can easily be changed. And I believe that's the same mindset that Jesus wants us to have. Not just with our family, but with anybody that comes into our circle. Anybody that comes into our uh, area. So that when they come, we can help them to feel better about their lives. I have the philosophy that, just like Jesus, I want people to feel better after I've interacted with them than before I interacted with them. And so sometimes that takes you to say, how you doing? Sometimes that's, you know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And taking time with them and telling them the good news that Jesus has got you. It doesn't take a lot of effort. But can we just take the minute? Just take the time that is necessary. Can we do that? I believe that if we were able to bring that second thief up in here, he would say, I'm so glad Jesus took a minute. I'm so, I think that the, the woman at the well would say to us, I'm so glad that Jesus took a minute. If we talk to, to uh, Timothy Pender, he'll tell you, so glad that Jesus took 
of many. Because when we are at our lowest point of anguish and our, at our lowest point of ready to give up, it seems like we come to a fork in the road and we say, I could go this way, but I've been going this way and it don't seem to be getting no better. And I could go this different way and see what the results of that will be. And I'm telling you, when you go in a direction that you have not gone before and interact with Jesus, it will change your life. Not only for the present, but for all of eternity. Now, I'm not one of the ones that's going to tell you that you know, the, the birds are going to fly in and fly around you and the sky is going to part in the sun. Now, that may have happened to some folks when they accepted Christ in their life. That didn't happen to me. But what happened to me was I was laying in my bed reading a, reading a um, gospel track. And at the end of that gospel track, it said, if you, need, if you want Jesus, read this. I read that. And I, and I felt that I was being changed at that very moment. I was seven years old when that happened. Now, if you look at the rest of my life after seven, you'd be like, boy, you really did need Jesus, didn't you? Because I did. But I didn't always follow the path. I didn't always do it right. But every time I said, Jesus, help me, Jesus would take that minute. He would stop to help me. I can't speak for nobody else. I can speak for myself. He took that time. And I want to let you know today that when you call on him, he will answer. If you ask for forgiveness, he will forgive. If you ask for wisdom, he will provide. Whatever you need, Jesus has it for you. And to him, it's not an interruption. It's what he wants you to do. He wants you to just knock and open the door at the same time and come in there and say, hey, I need some help. And he will provide you help. And he said, I'll provide you help in the time of need. So if you are in need, he's available. But like the thief, we have to come to the realization that we need it. And like Jesus, we have to be available to help those that are in need. So I want to encourage you today to be cognizant, be aware of taking just a minute. Know that it's going to happen. You know, if you know something's going to happen, when it happens, you don't get upset, right? Oh, okay, I must be the only one. Okay, air, the whole room, the, all the air went out the room all of a sudden. But when you know you're going to get interrupted, you know something's going to happen that's going to interrupt you, when it happens, it's no, I already knew this was probably going to happen, then you just go ahead and, and work with it. Like when I, hear them, when I hear the boys come in the house, I already know it. In fact, one time I was in the middle of something really deep and I heard the boys coming in. I said, you know what, Lord, so I, I don't get upset. I just minimize that screen and I just say, I'm going to just sit here. What you doing? Nothing. I'm just sitting here waiting on y'all. They came in, I got my hug, and then they went on upstairs and I went on and finished what I had to do. Because when I hear that, I know what's going to happen. And so the same thing. We have to be cognizant that there's people that need us to speak into their lives. And we have to also be aware that you can never find a time that's an interruption for Jesus. I told you this was going to be dual-sided. There's an opportunity for us to help others, but also an opportunity for us to get help. 
and we have to grab a hold of it. And it only takes, guess what? Just a minute. So I just wanted to let you know that today is as good a day as any for you to take that time and acknowledge Jesus as Lord. And when you do that, he will stop what he's doing just for you. Now, we call this process the salvation process. And it's really quite simple. If you look in the Bible, as, it, as if you heard the um, children's video for today, in Romans, the ninth chapter and the tenth verse, I mean the tenth chapter and the ninth verse, sorry, the tenth chapter and the ninth verse, it says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Then a couple of scriptures down it says, Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that word saved means rescued and delivered from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if this is something that you have not attempted or looked into before, I just want to admonish you today to consider not only consider, to act upon that process. And as I said before, there's not going to be a, a, a big, you know, like cartoon TV type of thing. It's a very subtle moment. But it is a real moment in your life. If you're serious about changing your life, I'm telling you, this is the key to doing that. And if you made that decision today, I want to let you know this, that we are available and want to assist you in achieving that goal. If you're here in the local area, come by. We'll sit down. We'll talk a little bit more about the process of salvation and what Jesus is going to do for you and get you linked in with other believers to help you and assist you with what is necessary for you to become all that God has for you to become. If you're one of our long-distance people, email us at info at godshousecc.com and we'll provide you with information and get you connected to believers in your area because there is no interruption for us. We want to assist you. Our desire is to help you to become all that God wants for you to be. Well, friends and family, I forgot to tell you this, but this is the conclusion of our series, Outcast, A Friend of Jesus. Because next, next Sunday, we're going to be celebrating fathers. Yes, sir. We're going to celebrate them for four or five days. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to just celebrate them on Sunday. Because you should be celebrating your father all the time. But anyway, I ain't, I'm not going to jump on that soapbox today. But my thing is, this is the conclusion of this series. We hope that you have been encouraged to realize that although you may consider yourself an outcast, you are a friend of Jesus. Yeah. And no matter what you're going through, he has you in or on his side. And so we have discussed, we've talked about that he's always looking for you. We talked about how he looks to us with love. We discussed how 
because of his, uh, our appreciation for what he's done for us, how we will do things for others. And then that we realize that he's the source. And then finally today, in episode number five, we talk about, it just takes a minute, for you to seek Jesus or for you to declare the gospel to someone. But I just want you to know that you have everything that's necessary in your life to have victory in Christ Jesus. All right? Well, until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.